we were singing this awesome new song from Elevation, uh, Build Your church. church. And um, and then we just start praying. And I, um, wow. Oh, welcome, wow. everyone. Welcome, everyone. If this is one of your first times with us, Hi. this is Kyle. My name is Danielle. We are a little piece of Connect, and we're so happy that you are with us this morning. It's true. And look, look if you are a guest this morning, thanks for coming, yeah. uh, for being a part of this. Look, you know, the, the truth is... Um, the same spirit that uh, is in this room is the same spirit that's there with that you. That is right. The same Jesus that has wooed us is, is the same Jesus who is wooing you. And no matter where you are with God today, uh, whether you've walked with him for 50 years or whether you're, right. you're not sure yet, or maybe you've walked with him and walked away, mm -hmm. can I tell you his love for you is passionately strong and Amen. he loves you Amen. so much. Um, and so do we. And we really want to hear your story. We really want to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, check out our link tree link, D, that's uh, there with all the information about yeah, church or whatever all else. The and, whatever platform you're on, you can go ahead and click on that at any time. Yeah, and I, and I may not be the best source of information this morning. So, the, <laughs> so yes, uh, Friday, um, I, was, uh, we, I was literally sitting on our couch getting ready to, to I was putting Forge together, yeah. get, getting ready to shoot the, the Forge video for this week, guys. And... A uh, huge gust of wind came, and we have a really big, gigantic, old, uh, solid wooden um, door, screen door, and it blew off and literally slammed me in the head. Um, and so I, I have a bit of concussion. It's not, not my first, so I'll be all right, but it's, um, well, we it's, been, we a, would it's been a fuzzy we couple days. It's been a couple so. days of, of, yeah, so if you pick up on anything today, um, <laughs> it's it's probably normal. Yeah, it is probably <laughs> Probably is normal, exactly. But, you know, it could end the off chance. Yeah. He's, he's such a trooper. We're like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's, you know. I'm excited. Know. I'm excited because we, we have a tell you, we have a big announcement today. Uh, and uh, drum roll. Yeah, right. um, I want to dance. I, I do. I do want to know. <laughs> we, um, are, we, we have been telling you um, that, uh, look, God's, God's stirring something new. There's a new season at Connect. There is... Uh, uh, a new spirit at Connect, and and I and and now we have a new home uh, for Connect, and so we want to invite you, Danielle and I, uh, our our pastoral team, we want to invite you to uh, our welcome home Sunday, uh, which is going to be June sixth. I can't wait. June June 6th, uh, June 6th, June 6th, June 6th. It's yeah. only a couple more weeks away. Um, you know, I figure, look, if we have done it this long, just uh, a couple more weeks, I think we can do it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, what's so exciting for us, guys, is that um, we're, we're starting out. We have one campus. We've got one church. We've got one service. Yes. Uh, we're all going to be uh, together um, as, as much as we can. Uh, obviously, there's still uh, space limitations because mm -hmm. we still have to follow some uh, some guidelines. And um, but if you have not been at the new uh, building yet, the new church, it, oh, there's you, you're gonna you're gonna you're brand new every. It's just incredible. Um, and, and babe, a lot of it has been designed to do what we've been uh, really trying to say. We want to create community. Yeah. Um, we've created it in a circle so that people can see each other when we worship and, and be in the midst of each other. Um, we've got brand new, really cushy chairs that you're going to find your own favorite chair and you're going to like want to be there early every time because you're like, that's going to be your favorite chairs. Um, but what, I, what, look, we, we're coming home. I can't, uh, I don't know what Nehemiah must have felt like after mm -hmm. <laughs> the city was built. 
and he can invite people back home again. And I feel like that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the, the city, that the, the, the walls are built, the cities are built, and uh, I get to invite um, our people home. So come home. Yeah. Uh, come home. Come home. Come home. We're going to open up registration. At the end of service, you, uh, you are, today, you are going to have to register for a seat and your kiddos as well. Yeah. So just logistics, on the logistics side of things, uh, because of uh, COVID protocols, you must, must, must have a ticket to come in. Obviously, the ticket is free, yeah. but you must have a ticket in hand, uh, proverbially. Yeah, because we, can, we still can only have so many people in a service. Yes, yeah, because yeah. so, we can only have so many people in a service, including children. So at 12 p.m. today. What time? 12 p.m. today. <laughs> 12 p.m. today, the site is going live so that you will be able to get your tickets. It's a first come, first be there um, situation. And we really, truly hope that you do it today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For a whole lot of reasons. A whole lot of reasons. Um, but I just want to also thank our team who has been serving faithfully to make this happen. You know, you can imagine that there are, there are endless pieces that are involved in this both like physically putting furniture together and setting setting structures up administratively yep. and everything in between, um, aside from pastoring people. I'm just talking about just to yeah, get us yeah, to January, yeah. June 6th. So I want to just give a, a special thank you to our team for um, just serving beyond yourself. It's been amazing. And um, making today possible. So at 12 p.m. today, the tickets will go up first come, First, be yeah, there. yeah, exactly. And I think it's, I think it's basically everyone over three months of everything, age. Everything, everyone over three months needs. And there are uh, guidelines. There's guidelines, and everything's going to be on the, signals. on the link there that yeah. you can see. And guys, we want to let you know we have done everything in our power to make this as safe as possible. Um, and you know, from there's hand sanitizer stations all over. There's, um, we have fog disinfecting things for in, after services and before and all this stuff. We have uh, state of the art air filtration systems, um, all, all that so that we can make it as safe as possible for as many people as possible. Whether you've been vaccinated or not vaccinated, we wanna make sure that we have a, 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 as safe of, of environment as we can possibly do within is in our power. And that's why we're asking you also, uh, you know, look, we're, we're still going to wear masks inside. We still want to keep social distance. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can't, uh, you know, give some air hugs and we're not looking to be running in and running out. We really do want to make sure that we can create that um, community of, of worship together. But we want to make sure that we keep it safe for as many people um, as possible as we can. I've got some, uh, we've, I've got, I've got like <laughs> multiple clear masks coming, uh, so that you can actually, so we, I can actually, you can see my face. Uh, I, I would, it's just, I'm excited. So, uh, look, it, that's, that's our, that's our hope, um, that you will partner with us in this. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, swing wide, you everlasting doors, so that the King of glory may come in. Yeah. So thank you church for walking with us for so long thank you for those of you who have come and joined us along the way over the last year plus of time um you've gotten to know our dining room really well (laughs) but (laughs) other parts of our house by the way god has been preparing a place for all of us and we can't wait to have you there so like kyle said one last time there's one service it'll be at 11 a.m yes um so for even those who people who will be serving whether we already had we've already had such a beautiful response so many people serving in kids Kids. already it's been oh my goodness it's been such a like yes for all of us um but even if you'll be serving in that capacity or in some way in worship 
um, that even just to point that out, that that call time, life has changed. Yeah, beautiful. So it's a, it's a much later uh, time to come. And so you'll get your opportunity to be together too. But we just want to say thank you. Absolutely. And we cannot wait for June 6th. And guys, just uh, as Dee said, you know, if you've been with us this whole time, we have been saying to you, um, we are not going to reopen until we believe. We have in our spirit. It's, we weren't going off the government. We weren't going off of even when the building was ready. That's right. We wanted to have the green light, not only with the, the government, not yeah. only with the building. We need to have a green light in our spirit. And we have that green light in our spirit. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to share. Uh, but I hope it's a green light for you as well um, as we uh, get back together. June 6th. June 6th. So right, we'll let you know at the end of service. We'll be like, go. Oh, oh, but, oh. <laughs> but but stay on until the end of service. Don't be, don't be, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can't get them. Yeah, you can't get them anyway. We're not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but but we look. We we have a word. We have a we're we're gonna hop into the word um, uh, because we we have something that we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks. We believe God has given us this chapter in Genesis twenty six. Genesis twenty six. Genesis, the first book of the Bible, um, and uh, written by Moses. And we believe that we. God is showing some stuff to us, not only about our nation and maybe our culture, but about our church in this transition uh, time, heading back to being in person on our welcome home Sunday. But um, if you need a if you need a, a title for the message, it's uh, let's settle down, <laughs> settle down now, settle down. Um, like it's just an invitation to, to settle down because what we're what we're going to see, I think, in the midst of this uh, is that. When we, when we have times, D, when we're going through what we're going to see here is famine after famine after famine, yes. right? Where there's this constant um, weight upon weight upon yes. weight. And that's what we've been feeling yes. in, in the last year and a half. It's not just having church on, on video right. or uh, what's going on in, in, the, in a racial and political world or economic situations. There's so yeah. much. It seems like it's weight upon weight upon weight. And what we see is that in those moments, we can have a lot of uh, variety of responses. Yes. We can either kind of rage against uh, the famine that's around us and maybe make some choices to put us into what we think will be a comfortable situation, but in the end will enslave us. Or we can learn how to sojourn with God through something. Sojourn with God through something and settle down into what he has. Mm. It doesn't always look the way we want it to look. It doesn't always feel the way we want it to feel. Yeah. It, it doesn't always uh, respond the way we think it should respond because we have expectations about what God should do, when <laughs> God should do it, and the way it should be done. No matter how long we've walked with God, that's actually what's going on inside of us. And so we gotta, we're going to learn, I hope, through this. We can see how Isaac did some things right and some things wrong. But at the end of this, the, the beautiful thing is at the end of this journey, there was refreshment. Mm -hmm. There was increase. Yeah. There was a deeper walk with God than he ever had before. So he had to learn how to settle down yeah. and actually sojourn with God. Yeah. Settle down and occupy. You're going to hear me keep saying that. Occupy. Reside in what God has. Occupy in what God mm -hmm. has. Um, and God has a season for you, Connect. Mm -hmm. God has a season for you, man and woman of God, husband and wife. 
uh, a mom and dad, come on, teenager, uh, college student, come on, young professional. God has a season right now for you to occupy, and it is not to run or rage. It is actually to settle down, settle in, and get behind what God has called you for, the purpose he has in you in that place, and to realize that our God is for us and not against us. Even if the circumstance is against us, God is not against us. Paul says, who, uh, who cares who's against me? My God is for me. God is for you today. And what he's for is to, to, to bring us into health, wholeness, and holiness. And, and, and the way he does that sometimes is he puts us in the middle of a famine after famine after famine. Do what I love about this, and I know you're going to read the text in a second, but to give a little background. Mm-hmm. Isaac had just received his birthright. Mm-hmm. from Esau, right? Esau right. had sold him his birthright for a cup of soup, basically. Yes. Yeah, he was hungry. Dude had some Campbell's chicken noodle soup, came in, give it to me, and he sold him his birthright. And, you know, for some of us, we may not understand that, but what it is, is that it is a total repositioning yeah. of who Isaac is. Yeah. He was, for all intents and purposes, he was born again. This was a born again moment. Because now he's born again into an inheritance he would have never had, a life he would have never had. Everything that was his father's, Abraham's, is now his. That's what he was going to, that's what he was coming into. So he steps into this born again moment and then... Quite an expectation loss. I know, right? And then then automatically, bam, famine. Famine. But see, I get that. That's right. I mean, how many times have we got, 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 got a breakthrough in our life? How many times have we gotten a healing in our life? How many times have we said, man, I'm going to be really committed to God in my life? How many times have we thought this pandemic is over? Mm-hmm. And then, bang, famine again. That's why we have to learn to settle down and settle into the things of God. God has a word. God has a purpose, a promise, and a presence in this season that we need to learn to recognize and settle down into. And that's what we're going to see here. Yeah. And God kind of just dropped this chapter in our lap. Um, I'd love to say we've been holding on to this for the last year, and as soon as we knew we were going to segue back yeah, into right. you know, in-person church, we were ready. But it's not been that way. Has this it? has been just something that God is tracking in real time. Yep. And um, we're not going to be covering this whole chapter today. That's kind of a good thing because the first six chapters are all we're going to get to this morning. Uh, I'm sorry. The first six verses are all that we're going to get to this morning. And you know what? It's kind of like how life is. Because we know, yeah. we, can, we can keep reading in the yeah, story. Yeah, we want to get to the end of the story. Exactly. But Isaac yeah. didn't yep. know when he Correct. was in the first six verses Correct. of his life in this part of his, in part of time. This is all that he could see. And sometimes this is, we feel like this is all we can see. So it's worth lingering. It's yeah, worth lingering it here. is good. Okay. That's a good word, D. So we're going to read the first uh, six verses in Genesis 6, uh, 26. Um, now there was a famine in the land. Beside the former, besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. I love how they said, so it's not the old famine. I know, I know. It's a new one. It's a new one, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech Abimelech king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this Mm. land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to, uh, for to you and to your offspring, I will give all of these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham, your father, yes. and I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and will give to your offspring all of these lands, and in your offspring all the nations of the earth 
shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled mm. in Gerar. And I love it's like, so he did so. But before he saw absolutely any of those things change, uh, he heard sure. all the promises, but he was still living in the family. Those promises are awesome, right? That's an yeah. increase in... It sounds like a Sunday morning sermon, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. It's, it's, right. Hey, life's going to be great, and just go with God, and there's going to be increase of multiplication, <laughs> and man, you're going to be blessed beyond measure, right? I mean, I probably preached those sermons, right? And, and, and then it says, so he settled down in Gerar in the middle of a, of a famine. If you have your Bible, underline that. He settled down in Gerar. Because there's, there's, that's the key. I think, D, the first, one of the first things that kind of jumped out at me, and, 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 and Danielle is going to be gracious to let me preach this morning. Uh, we, we're, we've been talking through this, and, and, and as I started to... Ten minutes before 11, yeah. <laughs> I was like, God has given you this morning, so I'm going to um, just sit there and smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, because I, I heard him running through mm. this morning, and he was, he, he was our whole house got saved. I don't know, whatever, whoever heard you got saved. So it's, it's, it's in you, so just go. No, I appreciate it, D. I, I do. I, I, and, and, and this is the way, this is the way church, look, this is the way church is, this is the way, church, this is the way Connect's going to be. Yeah. Um, but right. I, I love this thing where it starts off, there's a famine after a famine. And I don't know about you guys, but I can relate to that right now. I feel like all of us can relate to that right now. And we've been talking a lot, babe, about when there's compounded grief, Upon cumulative weariness. weariness, it actually produces soul exhaustion. That's right. And we talked a lot last week. If you missed last week, we talked a lot about how mm -hmm. there's that soul exhaustion, that fatigue that comes in that many of us are living in. And the problem when we get to that cumulative mm -hmm. kind of weariness, when we're, we're just compounded grief over and over, famine upon famine, or we get fatigued, is that it's really difficult to determine what land we should dwell in, mm. where we should actually put down roots. Mm where we should actually uh, invest our resource, our time, our family, yes. invest uh, our priority, yes. because that's actually what's being said here. He didn't visit Gerar. He, he, didn't, he didn't just come, go through Gerar. He didn't just hang out there. The Bible says he, learned, he settled. God said settle, and he settles there. But in the midst of all this compounded weariness, fatigue, grief, famine upon famine, guys, it's easy to be able to say, I, I don't know where I should go, but where I am ain't working. Right, yes. Right? Which is clearly what he was going to do. Go Correct. To Egypt. And that's and why. For God to say, don't go to Egypt. Correct, don't go to Egypt. Yes. <laughs> I know, and you and I have been talking about this for last week. I, I walked into the studio last week. We're in a studio here at our house. So I walked into the studio last week, and the first thing I said is, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I can't, my so I cannot, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And by the way, we're not starting June 6th because I said I can't do this anymore. Um, <laughs> although, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that is true. I but, feel like God is telling me. <laughs> I'm feeling, oh, I heard a word. Um, no, but do you, do you, like, there was something in me that yeah. was like, I, I'm, it was compound, I'm done. Yeah. But we had to then settle in something. Yeah. God had to call me to settle. And, and what makes it worse, I think, in these times when there's famine upon famine, uh, in our life is is when you look at what happened with Isaac is that God moved him and positioned him in the middle of his enemy yes. like this he takes him to the land of the Philistines this is a generational enemy this is he, he brings him to this place where of, of continued tension opposition discord 
I don't know about you, but that, that, that seems to be the way life has been for the last year. When you start to think you're okay, and then opposition, discord, mm-hmm. more tension. And I think the problem is in the natural, in the natural, in the natural. Mm-hmm. When we get to those places, it is a, our clue that we should keep <laughs> it on moving. Right? Because like, our soul mm-hmm. takes its cue from this tension from this challenge from this opposition and when we feel tension when we feel opposition in our in our soul our soul says because there's challenge because there's opposition because the enemy is present this must not be what god has for me and we keep it on moving but that's why it's so important that we talk about what we talk about especially in these fatigue times these famine upon famine times that we must learn to walk in the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for me to be able to walk in here. God, I just, I'm done. I'm done with right. this, right? So we're, we're going to start church next week because right. I'm done in here, uh, right? Yeah. No, I, we have to be able to say, what is the spirit saying? Mm-hmm. That's what we got. What is the spirit? It's why we cannot just go by our feelings or emotions. What is the spirit saying? Where the spirit is, the Bible says, there is life. Where the spirit is, there is life. We talked last week about Galatians 6, 8. When we sow into the spirit, out of the spirit, we will reap a blessing. We will reap wisdom. We will reap understanding. When we sow to the soul, when we sow to the flesh, out of it we reap destruction. So that's why, babe, I think in this time, we got to be careful, don't we? Because it's funny because the word differentiates between famines. Because God's like, oh, no, no, that was a different famine. Correct, exactly right. We're in a different famine now. Yeah. And to us, it feels like all the same All the famine. same. All the same. <laughs> like, I don't, no, he's like, no, there was lessons that belonged to that famine. Correct. But now we're in this famine. Correct. So I have new things to teach you now. But when we live under that compounded grief and that cumulative weariness, it all runs together. It all runs together. And so we give ourselves permission like to tap out because it's like, no, this has been a long time. And, and, and exactly right. It's been a long time of lack right it's been a long yes. time of lack and maybe you're not just feeling that with the pandemic maybe you're feeling that in your mar- marriage right. maybe you're feeling that in your spiritual life maybe you're feeling that in your uh in your in your finances mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot of times that we yep. feel this has been a long i've struggled a long time god to pay my bills mm-hmm. where are you in the midst of this because i see the enemy a lot but i'm not sure i see your hand and I think the ultimate frustration comes in, maybe definitely for Isaac and for us, is that Isaac was living in the land of the covenant without the totality of the provision of the covenant being realized. He, he had this covenant yeah. where God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pour out. I'm going to multiply. You just said it, right? That Sunday morning service where you feel so good when you've heard the word, but then you walk outside and you're living under the covenant of God. You're living under the promises of God. You're living under the, co- the new covenant of Jesus. And yet when you walk outside into the real world, in a real life, you get hit in the face by the lack of its totality yet being present in your life. And then what do you do? Because that's where real life is. Yeah. That's what's really going on here. It's really where we make mistakes and we really don't necessarily attune our ear to God's voice first. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, we respond to that circumstance because yeah. we think we're going to fix it. Yeah. And it's like, li- it's like, it's like uh, having church without having church. It's like living free of the pandemic without actually being outside of the pandemic yet. It's like being, li- you know... Being healed, but without being fully healed yet. And, and, and when we have this frustration in, our, in, our time, in, in the time, we have to be careful, babe, because our soul always wants then to produce an outlook for our life. 
and how to see the, 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 the opportunities as they come. Yeah. And our soul, when it's living in this depth of frustration, depth of disappointment, the Bible says uh, uh, when, when, your, when, when, when hope is deferred, it will make your heart sick. Mm-hmm. When, we, when, when somewhere along the way we've allowed our soul to be overcome and overwhelmed by this fatigue and grief uh, and weariness, we, our soul will create an outlook for us where we start living like God is either a liar, a debtor, or hopefully he's our liberator. Mm-hmm. And that's what goes on. Our, what we have to recognize is in these times, our soul wants us to not believe God. Our soul wants to make God say we can't trust God. Our soul wants to make God out to be a liar. And our soul is saying this whole time, I thought he said, I thought he said, where is it? If God's so good, why am I? Why is this famine still here? If God is so good, why is this enemy still here? It's been oppressing me time and time and time again. I think so many people in the midst of this pandemic have become so disillusioned with their, with God and with their maybe their God life um, and maybe have begun to believe that maybe what they were experiencing was a lie or that God isn't really all that honest all the time and that maybe God's a liar and I know no one on this right now is going to, oh yeah yeah that's me no but sometimes that's what our soul wants us to believe and may I suggest just suggest if you've ever struggled with this or those thoughts have ever come I think maybe can I suggest that it wasn't God who was lying about our lives as much as it is us lying to God about our lives. And maybe just take that and walk with that a little bit, navigate that. And how, Are we really honest about how much we've given God and submitted to God our lives? It's our souls are always going to want to take control and make God out to be a liar. And if it's not making it out to be a liar, it'll make him out to be a debtor. A debtor. God, I'll obey you if you do what you say you do. God, if you say, if you'll do what you say you'll do, I'll follow you. But because we really don't trust God, we hedge our bets and we say, I'll help him out anyway. And we're going to find out what Isaac does a little bit. He's like, I'm not sure I can really trust God living here in the midst of my enemy. So I'm going to hedge my bet and actually make a deal with the enemy as well as make a deal with God. And I'm going to hedge my bet a little bit here. And that's so easy to do to try to make because it doesn't that doesn't sound so bad to me. Right. right? Come on. Like like to call God a liar. Right. (laughs) But but for me to go. Yeah, I'll soften soften the loss a little bit. I'll buffer. I'll buffer that a little bit exactly so if it doesn't go the way that he's saying it's gonna go i'm still gonna be okay. i'm gonna still be okay i, I still <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, I'll live in garar but let, let me let me make enough deal with the enemy yeah let me compromise just enough yeah that if god doesn't show up i'm still good right Whoo! come on generation yeah. come on american christians how many times are we living in this compromise that's where our soul wants But our spirit is crying out for us to see God as a liberator. That although we may live in oppression, although there may be lack, although there may be challenge in our life, God is the only answer. 
God is not a answer. He is the only answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That he, want, he is working all things out together for good, even if they don't feel good. He has made us the head and not the tail. My God is a mighty warrior dressed for battle. He is still Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He is who he says he is. That's what our spirit needs to cry out. That's what we need to settle down into. Not that we may not feel like at times, oh, I don't know if I can trust God. There may not be times that we're saying, oh my gosh, uh, I, I'll have to make my own way. But we got to settle down and live in this place where my God is a liberator of my soul. Because this is what happens if we're not careful. This is why we need to see what we need to see this morning. Just so that we understand what the enemy, the schemes of the enemy will do in our life if we, during these famine times if we're not careful. Because famines, if we're not careful, famines tempt us to self-soothe in our own Egypt. Mm -hmm. In our own Egypt. He was going to go to Egypt. Now, Egypt usually in the Old Testament symbolizes the world. But in this, in this moment, it's this place of provision, this place of perceived safety, this place of comfort. Because after all, Egypt was the most prosperous and largest nation in the world at the time. It, it was the largest food, uh, wheat and grain producer on the planet at the time. I mean, for, for, for Isaac, this looked like a good deal. This looked like it would be a place of comfort, a place to have comfort without any pressure. Oh, boy, is that mm -hmm. a temptation for us. Let me just take the pressure off for a bit. Isn't that what our soul says? I, I, I know, I know, I know, I, I know, I know, I know what we should be doing. Let me just take, I just got to take the pressure off for a bit. I know I'm I know I, I I know I told God, but let me just take the pressure off for a bit. When I get this together, when I can actually work this out, then I'll get back to. Let me just take the pressure off a bit. But like Isaac, my friends, we tend not to know that the place of comfort we desire to go today will become a place of enslavement. Yes. For us and our future generation. Yeah. Let me say it again. Like Isaac, we do not know that the place of comfort we want to go today will actually become a place of enslavement for future generations. He wanted to go to Egypt. He didn't know that the place he was looking to find comfort today would enslave his generation's tomorrow. That's what actually happens in Exodus chapter 1 verse 11. There was a Pharaoh that did not know, uh, did not know Joseph who was Isaac's grandson. And because of that, they sent taskmasters over them and made them slaves. My friends, there are things today. We do not know that some of the places, some of the things, some of the decisions we're making to bring comfort into our today will be actually become a, an enslaver of our future. We might not know it, but God knows it. That's why he, that's why being in a place where we have to face some discomfort today will release us to be who we've been created to be in our tomorrow. I've been uncomfortable over this last year looking at myself, looking at some of the ways I used, I used to see racial justice and right. injustice. Right. I've been uncomfortable seeing my part in it. I've been uncomfortable looking at the things that needed to change in church and realizing that I was the one who designed it. I've been uncomfortable in looking at my American rights and how I've always had such pride in being an American and I know the Constitution and I'll fight for the rights that America has, but I've been uncomfortable having to submit those things yes. 
to the kingdom of God. I've been uncomfortable in this famine time, putting the needs and safety of others in front of my own comfort time and time again by wearing a mask or keeping distance or not having church. And don't get me wrong, I, I was fine with it for a while. I mean, after a while, I understand it for a while, but come on. I'm all right with the first famine, but the second famine, and then the Philistines, and then the oppressed. Come on. I mean, there's got to be a time, God. But living in where I was comfortable may make the famine easier for me today, but it will keep me enslaved to the things that will destroy my future. Let me say it again. The things that you and I are tempted to, to go to for our comfort today will keep us enslaved yeah. in our future. 1 Peter 2 verse 11, and we're going to get there in fours in just a minute, and just a little bit. It says, Beloved, as sojourners, come on dude, that's what, right? As yeah. sojourners and exiles, I urge you to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which will wage war against yeah. your soul. There are things that wage war against our soul. 3 John 2 tells me that uh, I will only ha be, uh, be prosperous and be in peace if my soul is healthy. Yeah. So there are things that just I'm going to for my comfort that are actually undermining my health life with God, my health life with others, my health life in the Spirit of God because it's waging war against me. And here's the truth, the truth that very few of us ever want to talk about and usually isn't talked about in church very often because we have this just theology of blessing without ever a theology of struggle is that God utilizes uncomfortable moments to retrain what would otherwise undermine my healthy soul. God utilizes uncomfortable situations to retrain my soul. D, we, 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 have, we have a Westie. We have a Westie who's a little bossy. <laughs> King Louis Vuitton III. Mm -hmm. uh, he, is, he, is, he, 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 he likes to let people know that he is... Um, Protector of everything. Of the, his whole street. <laughs> and now, now what we've seen, now we haven't done this with our dog because I'm a bad dog owner. But, um, and my dog rules me. But um, <laughs> it's just the truth. Um, but uh, we've seen a lot of dog owners... When they have dogs like that who are very boisterous, yeah. that they use these special collars yeah. that when the dog barks, it, yeah. it, it emits a high pitch frequency. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't hurt the dog, but it makes the dog uncomfortable right. so that it will stop doing right. what's natural to it. What's natural to it. See, that's what God does. Mm. He uses uncomfortable situations that don't hurt us, but make us uncomfortable. Why? To stop, retrain us from doing what is natural to us. Because you and I are not called to be natural. We're called to be supernatural. We're not called to walk in the flesh. We're called to walk in the spirit. That takes retraining. It takes a breaking. And sometimes God will use uncomfortable situations so that we can actually be retrained. Because if we're not comfortable, it's not only Egypt that will run to that will undermine our health. It's generational curses that reside in us. Because what we so often don't see is that in these famine to famine times, that, it, that, that these famine times give room for generational curses that are already inside of us yeah. to roam free out of us. We, it, we don't even know it, but it just gives it room. Verse 9 says, we, right after this, verse 9 says, 
that Isaac lies to the king mm -hmm. and says, she's not my wife, she's my sister. Right. It's, it's the same lie his dad told the king of Egypt to keep himself safe. He's hedging his bets. Yeah. If God won't protect me, I'll at least get the king to protect me. It's this generational curse that is being passed down because it, has, it wasn't broken. Listen to me. That generational curse wasn't broken in the, fa in the famine of Abraham. So it came out in the famine of Isaac. Mm -hmm. There are things that were not broken in the famine of your father, of your mother, of your past life that absolutely will come yeah. out in the famine of this time if we are not careful. That's why we have to be careful in these down times, in these emotional times, in these famine times, that what was, what was passed down to us doesn't come out of us, doesn't have room to grow. There might be a generational curse of divorce. I can't tell you how many divorces we've heard about in the last year. Just because, man, there, there's, we just got to be careful. Escapism. I just gonna, I'm gonna. People, people ghost. They just escape life. They just ghost life. They ghost their responsibilities. Why? That's a generational curse that at times is passed down in us and through us. Rebellion. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do me. That is a can be a generational curse. Alcoholism. Workaholism. Living life without God. There are so many ways that the people who were before us eased their pain and took the edge off right. that still exist in us if we're not careful. It's in all of us. Exodus yeah. 34 yeah. verse 7 says the sins of the father will be passed down. It'll be passed down, my friends, if we don't settle down into the things of God, into our Gerar moment to settle to put roots down, to actually be unmovable and unshakable. See, unfortunately, the truth is, when we fear loss like Isaac did, we compromise our truth. That's what we see all the time. When we fear loss, we begin to make truth malleable like it's Play-Doh. Mm -hmm. And we begin to shape it into the form that will uh, help us to kind of mitigate that loss, yeah. keep us from losing too much in our life, and will keep us as safe as we can be. And the problem is that we become truth shapers rather than truth seekers. That's in our generation right now. In our generation, D, in our world right now, we are truth shapers. Yeah. We're just making a yeah. little malleable here and a little malleable there, and it's all right. We're just because we don't want to lose that relationship. We don't want to lose that uh, that security. We don't want to lose. We don't want to lose. So I'll just. Ma I don't want mm -hmm. them to think we yep. we 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 shape the truth. But it's the truth that will set me free. Mm -hmm. It's the truth that will set me free. That's where we cannot be truth shapers. We have to be truth shape uh, seekers. And maybe, my friends, the greatest generational curse that you and I are ever going to wrestle with is not the ones that are passed down by our natural father, but by our Adamic father, Adam. And what, what, what is that? Let me take life into my own hands. Let me take life into my own hands. The greatest generational curse in the time of famine, downtime, emotional time that we'll ever have is let me take life into my own hands. And because there's a famine... It will justify the reason why we do it. Here's the reality that I need us to look at this morning. Here's the reality. The reality is that neither God's promises nor God's presence ever changed in Isaac's life, regardless of the circumstances he went through. 
neither God's promises nor his presence ever changed in Isaac's life. Matter of fact, if you want to be honest, it was in the middle of the famine, in the middle, in the presence of the enemy, that God actually spoke the loudest to Isaac. When there was a famine, God was still Jehovah Jireh. He was still the God who was the provider. When, when he was in the presence of his enemy, he was still Jehovah Rohi, the God who was my shepherd who prepares a table for me, right? Is that what Psalm 23, 5 says? When I, uh, my God, when he is my shepherd, he will prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. Man, if we actually take uh, the enemy's presence as a clue to keep it moving, we will miss the table our God has set for us in the presence of the enemy to bless us, to change us, and to testify to the world through us. That's why he sets the table in the presence of the enemy, not in the absence of an enemy, in the presence of an enemy. Why? Because God wants to testify of his goodness, of his wisdom, of his love, of his mercy, of his compassion towards you and I in the presence of an enemy. That's why Paul writes in Ephesians 3.10, he says it's God's intent now. We can underline that word now. Now, through the church, to make the manifold wisdom of God should be, should be made known to all rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. It was God's intention now, that now, today, now, where you are, now in the famine, now in the presence of the enemy, to make known his wisdom, his love, his grace to everyone. Everyone. That's part of this journey, is to testify to our soul, to testify to our neighbor, to testify to our kids, to testify to our co-workers, to testify to the person who, 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 who hates God, and to testify to those in the heavenly realms. He's not talking about angels. He's talking about devils, demons and the devil. He's talking about spirits that lie to you. He's saying he wants to testify to who he is in the midst of it all. That's why he does it in the presence of an enemy. It's like in Exodus 14 when the children of God are coming out of Egypt and, and, and they're, they're, they, they face the Red Sea and they've got the Red Sea on one side and the army of Pharaoh behind them and they don't freak out. Moses goes to God and God says, just stretch out the hand, that, stretch out your hand that I've given the power to. And when he stretches out his hand, the sea parts and they go across on dry ground, but the enemy is destroyed. When Moses enacted the faith of God, when he heard the word of God and trusted the, present, the purposes of God and understood the person of God, there was deliverance by the hand of God. Do you know how we enact faith today? We settle in our Gerar moments. We become unmovable. We become positioned. We put down roots. We sow our seed, which we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. We sow seed in the place where God has called us to be because in that place there is a power getting ready to be restored in your life. God wants to show you who he is. God wants to reveal the depth of his love to you and through you into the world around you. Come on. That, that, that's good. I love that word Gerar. We were talking about it yesterday. That word Gerar actually means to, in its original form, means to be dragged away in a circular motion. To be dragged away. It means to come back time and time and time again to. It's why it actually means, it comes to mean sojourning. You just keep mm -hmm. going around and around. You just keep coming back. It's in the, the noun is where we get like uh, cows, cud, oh, right? Yeah, yes. it, 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 it's food that comes up, yeah. is chewed again, and then goes back. 
It's what you come back to time and time and time again. Let me ask you a question. What are you coming back to time and time again in your, fam in your famine time? Is it the place of comfort that's going to lead to enslavement? Is it, is, it, is it your generational curse? Is it the soul that's leading us to believe God's a liar or God's a debtor to us? Or is it coming back to this thing? Am I coming back time and time again to the, to the promise of God, to the purposes of God, to the person of God, to what did he say, why did he say it, and who is it who said it? The, the, the promise of God, the purpose of God, the person of God. What did he say? Why did he say it? Who is it who said it? And can I trust him? Yes, because he's not a man that he should lie. Yes, because he is faithful. Yes, because he is sovereign. Yes, because he's working out things that are good for us. Yes, because he sees the end from the beginning. Yes, because he doesn't want us to go to a place that's comfortable but will enslave us, but a place that challenges us so that we can be set free from the things that would enslave us in our future. Yes, because he's a good God. Yes, because all good and, and all good things come from above, from the Father of heavenly lights. Yes, because he's made you and I the head and not the tail. Yes, because we are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, because in Christ all the promises of God are yes and amen. That's why he wants us to settle down in this place. Yep, there's going to be an enemy. Yep, there might be famine. Yep, there might be oppression. Yep, there might be lack. But that does not control who God is, why he said what he said. And what his promises are for our life. I want to end with this verse. Because Jesus says in Luke 19 verse 13. He said I'm going to go away. I'm going to give my, 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 my workers resources. And then I'm going to go away. But he says this. Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Connect church. We've got to occupy the promise. Occupy the purpose. Occupy the person of God. We've got to occupy the what he said, why he said it, and who it is who's made those statements to us. We've got to occupy that he is faithful and true. Occupy that his love is so deep and so wide that no circumstance can ever change it. Occupy that God is a debtor to no man, but he is also not a man that he should lie. He is faithful and true. It's written on his thigh. That's who Jesus is. He is faithful and true. And the word, of and the word of God comes out of his mouth like a sword that will destroy the enemy. This moment may be a time of famine upon famine. But it's also a time that if we will settle down and settle in to the things God has said, why he said it, and settle into him and occupy it. It'll become a time of refreshing, a time of increase, and a time where we will draw closer to God than ever before in our lives. It was in the famine upon famine time that Isaac had his greatest revelation of God. I believe, Connect Church, that as we go through this famine to famine time, the greatest revelation of what it's going to mean for you and me. I believe Connect Church is stepping into a new revelation of who God is. A new revelation of what church has always meant to be. We are not going back to the old. We are stepping into the new. And it will be uncomfortable. And it will be different. 
And it's going to be in the presence of the enemy. But it'll be holy. No matter where you are today, can I invite you to occupy a relationship with Jesus Christ that is real. Walk this thing out with a real God who loves you in a real way can lead you in a real world. Come on, can you pray with me? If you're here today and you can just say, Jesus, I want all of you. I've been far from you for whatever reason, but I want all of you. My friend, it doesn't matter how far you've wandered. It doesn't matter how dirty you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. The blood of Jesus is all-powerful to make you whiter than snow. If you call out to him, all those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a promise. It's a purpose. And the person who said it is faithful. If that's what you want. Will you just pray this prayer with me? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to surrender my whole life. I've come to surrender my whole life. All that I am. All that I am. All that I have. All that I have. All that I ever will be. All that I ever will be. I give to you now. I give to you now. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of all my sin. Forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Lead me by your spirit. Lead me by your spirit. Let me hear your spirit clearly. Let me hear your spirit clearly. All that I desire. All that I is to give you glory. Is to give you glory now and forever. Now and forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Woo! And if you prayed that prayer along with us today for the first time, and you want to truly understand what did that prayer fully entail for your life, what can your life hold? How can you come closer to the heartbeat of Jesus? And how can you know how close He is to you? We have something, a book, uh, either whether you are an adult <laughs> or a Gen, Gen Zer, because I was like, it's so hard because I feel so old that um, that I do, I would go with this book and not another book, because <laughs> aren't you still like in your, in your mind? Oh, totally. Right, you know, you're still, uh, yeah, of course I would read a Gen Zer book. But anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Rick Campana, who is one of the pastors on our team, and he's also uh, a part of that Kingdom Crumb, which is our food truck that we do in partnership with Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. We give these books away, yep. and this will help you understand those next steps of your life in a very approachable and an enjoyable way. We have a book called The Surprise of Your Life, and this is for you um, if you're an adult, and this is for your Gen Zers, Letters to a Gen Zer. It, this is brand new, and it's uh, I, I mean, I did read it, obviously, you did, eyes. and I loved it. So we'd love to send this to you for free of charge, um, even if you have someone in your life that is a yeah. Gen Zer. So just send your name and your mailing address to the link provided, and we'll get it out to you this week. It's it, They're absolutely brilliant. They really yes, are. And, yeah. um, you know, you may you may have a, a Gen Zer in your life that you just go, well, I don't know if they're going to read something about God. Can I just encourage you? There's so many great stories in this book. Yes. Pastor Rick is a phenomenal writer. Yes. And... It's it's like when you put um, it's like when you put vegetables inside of something like cheese. yeah cover it with cheese and like and you know the kids didn't know they ate it and they're like this is good and you're like you just ate peas and they're like ah right that that's but the truth is that you, the man there's truth in there that'll help set them free yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, church, one of the things that, that helps us do that is, is, is our giving. And, um, you know, the, the Bible says, given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Uh, it, it, the, the measure that you give will be given back unto you, flowing out over your lap. I love that truth. I love it for a lot of reasons. I, I, I think when I was younger in my life, I loved it because I loved the thought of God giving me back. Like, I'm going to give, and then God's going to give it back. Give right? it back. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, this is a good deal. I can give it back. But I, I think that there, the, the more that I, I began to understand, there's the overflowing that comes back, not only out of his overflowing love, but when I give, there's this overflowing that happens into other people's lives. That when I give into the house of God, it, it, it sends these books out to people I may never know on this side of the veil, Dee. And there's just, sometimes it just helps me because we're people too, right? Yeah, so yeah, we, correct. We don't just so easily tithe all the time. Sometimes no, correct. It's like, okay, we're going to do this. But it does help for me, and church knows that I love understanding the why. Yes. And when I realize that what I am able to give, what I am able to sow, it translates to people. Yes. It doesn't translate to just some kind of sky, like empty bubble. It's Correct. actually translating to human beings. It's translating to hearts. It's translating to families. Absolutely. Um, it just, it helps me feel like I'm a part of something that I might not even be able to do with just my giving, but my giving partnered with yes, other people's correct, giving, correct. it like actually can get gain some traction in the lives of other people. And, and that's what community life is for, right? That's why we've been talking about, we have to see each other as a community. That sometimes we just see, like you just said, our own, well, I don't know, how can right. I make, how can I just yes. what I give make yes. a difference? Totally. And it's, it's, it's line upon line, precepts upon precepts. How do we build this thing together? Yeah. God has brought people together, and you're part of that. And so uh, thank you for giving. If you want to participate in giving today, uh, you can go to the Linktree there app, and, and there's lots of ways to be able to do that. And we want to thank you for that because you've been, you've been giving, and we are yeah. thankful for your giving. Yes, we um, are. And we're, we're excited to be able to get back in person with you and give, and we're going to talk about that in just one more second. But I really feel before we go any further, I want to pray. Um. If if you have been, if you if you if you've gone to Egypt, if uh, you've let that generational curse roam free, there's no shame in this game right now, mm. but there's freedom from it. Amen to that. There's freedom from it. God stretched out His mighty hand and He set His children free, and that's what the blood of Jesus will do. That's the grace of God. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Today, you have a choice to be free. My friend, I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to men and, people, men and women of faith. I'm talking to the Isaacs out there who absolutely were raised up under the fathers of faith, who have allowed the Egypt to get in the way. Allow the, just let me take it off, of, let, let me get a bit off of me just for a while. Let, that allowed some of those generational curses, even unknowingly, to start working through you right now. Right now, I'm going to pray that they shatter and break. I'm praying with you so that you touch it in agreement because we're to touch anything in agreement it is done so father in the name of jesus we take command over every generational curse that is trying to come in to the lives of the people who are listening or watching today in the name of jesus we shatter it we break it we call it as if it is not in jesus name father for every egypt moment for every let me just take a bit off moment for every lie that comfort would speak for every fear to manipulate your word father for every 
little scheme of the enemy that is trying to weave its way in in this famine upon famine time, we denounce it in Jesus' name. By your stripes, every person who is listening has been set free. We call freedom into place. We call peace to manifest itself. We call joy to just come in the middle of the night, Lord God. I speak to those ashes and I call them into beauty in the name of Jesus. I call the burnt stones and I say that they may be rebuilt into the temple of a living God. Father, we call those things that are not as if they are in Jesus' name and we thank you that you are a mighty God who is dressed for battle. You are our rock and our refuge, our strong tower. You are our redeemer. You are our life. You are the one who brings abundance and wholeness and health. There is no life outside of you. And so Jesus, I pray that you may woo, that you may move, that you may strengthen, and that you may release every bit of your glory, every bit of your planned purpose for people's lives today. And let the chains shatter and fall. We bind each person to the perfect work of the cross. And by your stripes, we are healed. In Jesus Christ's name, who rose again and is living and alive, the sovereign King of Kings. In your name we pray. And together, come on, in faith we say, Amen. 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 All right, church. Well, we want to remind you of a couple more things this week. We have shoulder to shoulder this week, Woo-hoo! ladies. Pastor Lisa, she already oh, has so her good. video. You've watched it. I watched so good. it. Um, and again, if you just love to listen to Lisa, I, right? you have like you have 17 minutes of just listening to Lisa. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you don't know, Lisa is from Northern Ireland, and uh, her she she she's just she still she has a little accent. Yeah, it's she's awesome. just the best. And so, but she brought a word that um, so good. She, you know what? Brilliant she's accent. very she's very humble. Yeah. So it makes what she's saying very palpable yes. because you can see yourself inside of it because it's like so not condemning. Yeah, um, so not. Just, it's so, so beautiful. Like helping us see ourselves in it. So uh, that video is has gone through uh, our CCB, and if yeah. you would like to be a part of Shoulder to Shoulder, which are is which is our women's ministry here at Connect, you can uh, follow the link tree, and they'll let you know how to do that, as well as our men's yeah. discipleship. Group. We still will be having forge this week. There won't be a video for you, but it's our leaders group. have a, a different type of group this week. So. Uh, make sure that you're, you're still checking in, and it's just so good. Yeah, and that's called Forged. And on um, Wednesday nights, we have something called Chat Room at 7 p.m., and that is a time where Kyle teaches more in-depth uh, really goes into how I never really know how you would say how you would say I, know I, I, would, I, would, say I would say look it, it helps us to know why we believe what we believe why the why the why behind it all My and and it uh, you know it's deeper theology and you may right. say well I don't really I don't know the Bible that well that's that's okay this this is the time to know it yes. uh, better and yes. um, and truly church in this 21st century we must know the word. You've got to come and be settled down in the why. Truth, truth keepers, too. Truth, we talked yes. about it today, but truth keepers, and we Amen. can only keep what we know. So anyway, church, we want to say have a great Sunday, but it's almost 12 o'clock. It's almost one minute. At 12.00 p.m., you can register for your tickets for church service on when? June, June 6th, 6, 11 o'clock. First come, first be there. Please make it an effort to do that now and enjoy your Sunday church. And we will see you again this week in our groups and a chat room. See you guys. Love you guys. Mwah. Can't wait to see you June 6th. Woo-hoo! See you.